Welcome to No Time to Waste, the podcast that inspires and motivates us to maximize our moments. I'm your host, Allison Haddon. I'm battling terminal cancer, but I'm focused on living my best life as my best self every day. Join me as I chat with resilient adventurers, seekers, trailblazers, and exceptionally good humans as we explore what it means to live fully, because there's no time to waste for all of us. FYI, this episode was originally recorded on Instagram Live because I never intended to make a real grown-up podcast like this. If the audio isn't ideal, I promise the new episodes coming soon will be better, so hang tight. I'll give a little personal update um, to start. So uh, I'm going to, I think, start a new thing where I'm just going to hit on kind of the highlight and the low light of the week. Um, I would say the highlight of this past week um, was uh, my family visiting. Uh, my sister came, we went to a dude ranch, which is where I taped from last week, which was hilarious. Um, if you didn't watch it, you should. Um, I was able to get on a horse and uh, relax by a pool. I was able to take my family on a fly fishing trip, which was epic and something I will never forget. Um, and just spend a lot of awesome quality time with my family. Um, I posted uh, about it. Um, on Instagram last week. Um, so that was definitely the highlight was my family's visit, getting to spend quality time with my family uh, who flew in from Philadelphia and New York. Um, I would say the low light of the last week was probably uh, finding out a little bit more about timeline. Um, it's really kind of up in the air as to what my prognosis is because I just started chemo three weeks ago and uh, we have to wait until our first scan to see uh, in October if the chemo is working. Um, now, if treatment's working, it could be uh, years until anything progresses, which is super awesome. Um, if the treatment doesn't work, however, or if I stopped treatment today, if I stopped treatment today, I, it would be six months or less for me to live. And that was confirmed in an email this morning. Um, so that's kind of tough. I mean, the reality is though, I'm in treatment and uh, we have a lot of options. And if chemo doesn't work, we move on to other stuff. Um, and I have a fantastic medical team, um, but I would be lying if I didn't say that that um, recognizing how uh, aggressive my cancer is and the fact that it is in my chest, um, that was really tough this week. Um, so it was a tough week. I wrote a blog post uh, about how to sort of find a way to manage both acceptance uh, of my situation, but then also have hope. Um, and I was really, uh, I think, vulnerable in that blog post. So feel free to check that out at notimetowasteproject.com slash blog. Um, so yeah, and coming up, um, I'm going to bring Jackie on in just a second, but coming up for me, if anybody is interested, um, we're going to say goodbye to this freaking ponytail today that I, um, sadly have been working on really hard for like a year and a half since I finished chemo the last time. I finally got to here with a ponytail and, um, my scalp is hurting and my, hair starting to fall out. So unlike the first time two years ago, I am gonna not wait and I'm gonna take the power in my own hands and I am going to uh, buzz my hair today, G.I. Jane style. Um, I'm gonna do it on Instagram Live because I don't give a fuck. 
Um, and I would have loved to have seen someone else go through that when I went through it the first time. So um, if you're interested in watching me get my head shaved, um, that's going to happen in about an hour um, after the show. So pretty cool, huh? Um, you'll also get to see if you tune in what my scar looks like from brain surgery and how I basically look like Bozo on the top of my head with no hair from the radiation. Um, all right. So without further ado, I'm super, super excited. I basically saw this woman's story uh, months ago. I want to say it was like in the fall um, where I saw this photo of a woman that uh, showed kind of a before and after. And she said, 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer and my leg was amputated. And then here I am today um, with a blade. I am a professional ultra runner. Um, and I was just completely blown away by this side-by-side -side photo. And I was like, I gotta talk to her. Um, and I reached out and I did a little profile of, uh, of Jackie on No Time to Waste uh, back in the fall. And luckily I was able to reach out to her recently and say, hey, I'm doing this weekly show and like, I would love to talk to you and find out how do you go from there to here? How do you get a diagnosis like that? Um, and I know it was a long time ago, but how do you get that diagnosis and then go, I'm, I'm gonna keep moving. And you know, uh, I'm gonna do some things that people don't recommend, which is don't run trails with a blade. Um, and she said kind of, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, she has a fantastic spirit, an incredible story. And uh, most recently in April, she ended up basically setting a world record for the only amputee to run 100 miles on a treadmill. Okay. If anybody runs that's listening right now, you know that the treadmill, aka the dreadmill, is the worst. And like, I don't want to be on a treadmill for like longer than a half hour with nothing to do. She was on a treadmill for nearly 24 hours straight and running with a blade, one leg and a blade. It's baffling. So I'm super excited. I'm gonna bring her on. Her Instagram handle is ncrunnerjackie. Her name is pronounced Jackie Hunt Brosma. I was very proud that I did that. Uh, yes, I got it. I got it right, right? Jackie Hunt Brosma. Uh, welcome, welcome to the No Time to Waste live show. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, as I, I said, I hope I didn't butcher your introduction. Um, uh, I also want to mention, you know, Jackie is not just an amateur runner, like many of us who are like mid packers and just like excited to finish. Um, you know, she is a professional ultra runner now sponsored by amazing brands like Ultimate Direction, Ultra Running, Run Rabbit, and Suntel Elite. Um, so, I mean, blade or no blade, like this is this is a badass runner. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I was going to ask, and you know, I just mentioned this, like, it was 20 years ago, right, that you were diagnosed with cancer and you lost your leg. Uh, and I know that's a long time ago. Um, if someone was asking me about what I was doing when I was 20, I'd be like, do we really have to talk about that? Um, but if you would just, uh, if you would just do me the favor and, and share with me what it was like to get that diagnosis at that time. Um, um, it's weird because even though it was 20 years ago, that day, I remember like it was yesterday, it is the weirdest feeling and I, you probably know, you, you'll know exactly what I mean. 
Um, and I just, I remember I went in for surgery because I had a lump in my leg, which they removed and I didn't think anything of it, but they, the, after the surgery, they said, well, if we, if we ring you in two days, you know, the answer isn't good. If we haven't rung you in two days, then you're fine. And of course, the day after the surgery, they rung me, the phone rang and it was the doctor. And I was like, oh, this can't be good. Um, and they said to me over the phone, they said, well, we can't give you your, um, your results over the phone. You have to actually come in and we would recommend you bring someone with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you get told that and you're like, okay, bring someone with me. This is not going to be good, is it? Mm -hmm. So, um, we went to, we went to the hospital and, um, I had my appointment and when I walked into the doctor's surgery, he was there, he had a priest with him and he had a nurse and they were like, well, you need to sit down because we have your results. And I was like, I looked at these three people sitting here and I'm like, okay, this is a little scary and this isn't going to be exactly what I was thinking it was going to be. Cause I just, I mean, I went and I was like, I kind of didn't think of the, the C word. I didn't think it would be cancer. And I just, I don't know, you just kind of carry on with your life. I mean, I was young and I was like, oh yeah, this, this always happens to everyone else. This doesn't happen to me. Things like this is, yeah, you hear stories of people having cancer and they gave me the diagnosis. And I kind of, when I, I don't know, I just kind of went into survival mode and it is the weirdest feeling because you first you go into shock and then you kind of go into denial because I was like, yeah, no, this, this isn't happening. This isn't real. This isn't. And I kind of walked out and I, I stood in the parking lot and I just, I just, I don't know. I was just a little bit dazed. And my husband said to me, he's like, because I'd, I'd actually taken time out of work um, to go to the appointment. And he was like, do you want to go back to the, are you going to go back to the office? Are you going home? And I'm like, I just want to go home. I just want to go to the office. I'm like, this isn't happening. I don't want to think about it. I want to go straight back to the office. And I went and I kind of carried on with my, my job and I just didn't think about it. But obviously then I had to, the reality was I had, had to kind of think of the next step. So I obviously had to go see a specialist um, and who then would break even break more news. Cause I just assumed I was going to do chemo. That was it. I'm going down the chemo route. Um, and then this will be out of my system and I'll be fine. Um, but obviously then you start the next step in your journey is you start, you start Googling everything, which is like, don't do that. Terrible idea. It's the worst <laughs> idea ever. I know it's like the worst thing ever. And you think, okay, this is it. I'm doomed. I'm done. This is, and, and it's just, it's just, you've got so many emotions going on and just, and part of you just wants to ignore everything and you just want to kind of just for me, it was just survival. That's it. I just want to survive and just, I don't want to be thinking about it. And so the next step for me was I went into, um, into the surgeon. I had to go see a specialist. Um, and we walked in and I was like, Hey, he was going to tell me I need to go for chemo. And it, amputation was never in my mind. I didn't think that was even going to be an option. It was like, I just never thought of that. And he sat me down and the first thing he said to me, he's like, where your, where your tumor is on your leg, the only option is amputation. And that was it. He was like, we, you don't have any other choice. And I just looked at him and I was like, what? And it was, <laughs> and at the time, like, what is that? Like, whose life is this? 
yeah and it's just like it's like as if i i left my body and i was like looking down at myself and thinking yeah this isn't my this is just the weirdest like sensation and then i it kind of you go through this whole again all these emotions and things and everything moved really quickly now i went from biopsy and i went to leg amputation within about four weeks so i didn't have time much time to kind of think when i went into the the the, the surgeon's um office it was literally a week from that appointment to having my leg amputated um i obviously i had to go for a whole bunch of scans like bone scans um a whole bunch of mris and everything just to make sure to check if the cancer had spread right. so you have all these emotions and things so i didn't have time to kind of think about the amputation i was like thinking next steps is like oh my goodness has this actually spread because with the cuz i had ewing sarcoma which is very rare and if it's spread it spreads straight to your lungs it doesn't go anywhere i don't know like randomly it just goes straight to your lungs and um so that was the next thing they were like well there's a possibility it's gone to your lungs so you have to deal with the fact you're losing your leg and then deal with the fact that you're you kind of this is going to be spreading and and all that and so thank goodness for me i was one of the lucky ones it hadn't spread um and so i a week later i was just scheduled for surgery and then had my leg amputated um and it was it was a whirlwind but i i kind of went through a whole phase again where i was i just wanted to be normal and i was back at work within 6 weeks of my surgery because i just i didn't want to be an amputee i didn't want to have cancer i just wanted to ignore everything and just get on with my life and that's kind of a, sorry i'm kind of like just no chatting. i i get like i get all of this i get all of it you're describing yeah. what i went through 2 years ago when i basically was like i'm going to continue working full time and i'm just going to i want this to be a smallest part of my life as possible yeah. and i and i hit it and and you know it's different now because now what you're describing is hitting close to home because i'm i'm going through that same stuff again yeah. so okay so so you you face the fact that you're going to have your leg amputated it's surreal yeah. i'm sure um what, yeah. what so after you know after you get your leg amputated you know what was that period like and you know I just talked to you right now a lot a lot of people would look at your accomplishments because again uh adaptive athlete or amputee or not your accomplishments as a runner are incredibly incredibly impressive and I would assume that most people would look at you and go well obviously she's been an athlete her whole life she's been a runner her whole life i bet she i bet she loved running and then of course when she, her leg was amputated it was like well this isn't going to stop me But tell me about how you even got into running after your leg was injured. Like, how did we get here? That's a funny story because um, I was the kid at school that would hide in the bathroom when we used to have track days because I hated running that much. <laughs> I was like, why would anyone do this? It's yeah. just hard work. I'm sweaty, and I'm like, this is no. I just don't want to do it. And and it's weird. Like when I became an amputee, there were so many things that people said you can't do. but then you kind of get an instinct where you say well why not i want to give it a try and i want to keep doing it and and when i i mean prosthetics has kind of come a long way since 20 years ago um and so running was never and because i wasn't really i didn't enjoy running and i never tried running i didn't think of doing running as an amputee and it was only like um oh, i've been running now for 4 years so it probably be about 5 <laughs> Okay, I mean, well, you have like some serious 
this is God-given talent then because most people don't just pick up running and then start running 5Ks and then start running marathons and then start running ultras and then get sponsored and like then win races. So, okay. I'm I'm crazy that way. I kind of am a bit stubborn. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I do wish, my only regret is not starting this a lot earlier because I'm like, if I'd started it a lot earlier, I don't know where I'd be right now. Yeah. But... It's been a fun journey because the how I started with the running is my husband um, is a runner and he was always out running and I was like, and we'd go to his races and I would stand mm-hmm. there and I'd watch these people crossing these finish lines and I'm like, why would you do this to yourself and for a medal? Serious, genuinely, that's what I Yeah, thought. and they're usually super janky. They're like not even nice. Right. I think we had the medal, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, I'm with you've you. paid for this. Why have you paid for this? But it was, but then watching him, he'd be so excited about it and this achievement and just like, just the enthusiasm of it. So I thought, well, I want to give it a try. Let me see what happens. And the first time I tried it, I actually signed up. And obviously in my typical style, which I seem to do with everything is I signed up for a race. I was like, oh yeah, let's see. I mean, how hard can it be running on a prosthetic and doing a 5k? I hadn't trained anything or anything like that. And I showed up at the race on a walking prosthetic, which is not designed for running at all. It is a pain to kind of try and move. And I think I managed probably in the whole 5K, I probably managed about a mile of running. And across the finish line, I was like, yeah, that was horrible. I'm like, I don't understand it. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. But it kind of, but it it was niggling at me. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And then obviously I started researching prosthetics and things like that. And um, we decided we were going to go down the route. But the thing is, prosthetics is expensive. I mean, my first, my first blade was $11,000. Yeah. And that was was a prosthetic leg, not a blade? Prosthetic, yeah. And it's not like buying a pair of shoes where you say, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to spend 200 bucks on the shoes. And if I don't like running, well, I'm going to quit. I'm like, this was $11,000. So I'm like, yeah, I have to kind of really like this um, to kind of do it. But I really wanted to. And it was like something about being told you can't and being such a hard thing to try and get into. Mm-hmm. And the first time I put my blade on, it felt like I was flying. I just, I fell in love with it. It was just, and literally the way they test when you, when you get your first running blade is you just run like loops around in a parking lot. So you don't go far. I mean, you're just going up and down, but it was the best experience ever. So I kind of, I fell in love with it. And then I immediately signed up. I, I actually signed up for a 5k cross country race and, um, the prosthesis who'd actually made the prosthetic, it was on a test socket. And he was like, I want you to take the test socket home, but don't do anything crazy. Just <laughs> run up and down your street and things because right. we're not sure it will break because it's a test socket. I'm like, so I signed up for the race and I swore, I told everyone, like, you haven't seen me. I'm not at this race. You don't know that I'm actually running this race. <laughs> and that's kind of how it started. And yeah, and then I did a 5K, and then I thought, well, I want to push the limits. So then I signed up for a 10K, but the day before the 10K race, I changed my mind and said, well, I want to try the half marathon. So I switched distances, and I survived. And and then I kind of just gradually kind of got pushed limits and things like that. And then I, I kind of – I. 
I hit a bit of a, a wall with road running and I kind of wanted to do a little bit more and someone recommended doing trail running and I spoke to a few people and everyone was saying no you can't do trail running on a blade because you'll fall what happens if you fall you're going to break something no they're not designed because it, the the running blades are designed for road that's kind of where they're they're yeah the best and so that's what happened and I went out so they said, and, don't, don't run on trails on your blade. And you were like, okay. No, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to try. And I loved it. I fell in love with it. Yes, um, I did fall a few times, um, but that was not the fault of the blade. It was more because I wasn't paying attention. And I did the classic of talking to someone and then wiping out on the trail, falling flat right. with them. And yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so it's been, and, and it's been fun watching and pushing boundaries and just, yeah, when people say you can't do it, I'm like, well, why not? Let's give it a try and see what happens. So I've, take, I've taken on some really brutal trail races um, and it's been fun. I mean, some of them I've kind of been halfway at or what have I taken on? Why have I done this? Um, yeah. But it's, it's all part of the, it's a great experience. What, um, what's one of your most memorable uh, trail races of late, um, even though you've only been doing it for like a minute? um it was it's got to be um alq 50 50k um it was one one of the that this one? uh no that was trans rockies actually i love trans rockies i mean guys look at this like what what it's like that was, that people was, can't do this shit with two legs jackie that was that was insane trans rockies i mean it was a stage race but that was climbing hope pass um and it was just it was the best experience and then obviously coming because i live in Kerry, um we, we don't know north carolina for anybody yeah, north carolina, so and it's pretty flat so going out to trans rockies was really hilly and altitude and all that so that that was quite a challenge um As, uh, i just can't even I'm, I'm looking for the uh the photo that basically introduced me to you that here it is that this is what i was talking about in the beginning right yeah. that you wrote this post that just spoke to me that was all about kind of where you came from and where you are now and like what like how incredible is this that was 20 years ago Thank like you. that's a freaking transformation um i want to make sure i hit on the accomplishment of from april yeah um, where you are now, we are speaking to not only a professional ultra runner, amputee, adaptive athlete, but we're also speaking to a world record holder. Woohoo! So back in April, you took on the task of, you know, welcome to the land of virtual racing in 2020, right? Where most no. events are canceled. Um, I just completed the Leadville 100K vert challenge. So that was no. my race of the summer um but you entered uh, a virtual race and decided to do a hundred miles because it was a hundred mile ultra and uh -huh. you did it on the treadmill i did yes um the, the how it went because i was <clears throat> i was due to run obviously run a hundred miler um and that was cancelled so then I went for a virtual i was like well this will give me the kind of motivation to do a hundred and with at the time it was like we were at a stay at home order and and I thought I was originally going to just do laps around my neighborhood 
Um, but then you kind of got. I don't know bit, what's worse. I know that's that's what I was trying to figure out. What's, what would be worse? But it was like trying to like avoid people and things, and it just kind of just felt like it was getting more complicated. So I thought, well, and then I researched and I found out no one had no. There hasn't ever been an amputee that's actually done a hundred miles in one go on the treadmill. So I was like, well, why not? Let's give it a try and see what happens. And yeah, and that's kind of how I literally decided the Wednesday that I was going to run it on the Friday. Um, so it was kind of a little bit last minute. And yeah, you're crazy man, you're crazy. Your husband must be like, you're so crazy. Like, what do I do with you? Like, oh, here she goes again. And yeah, it's crazy. It, it was it was a good it was a good experience. Um, I wouldn't recommend running a hundred on a treadmill. Um. <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible. Sounds terrible. And I love that you also said that you wish that that like wasn't the photo that got yeah. circulated. You're like that was like the crappiest photo that was like right after. But, yeah, yeah. I was like really. <laughs> yeah, and the the headline is you know this amputee woman just ran a hundred miles on her treadmill in under twenty four hours. Um, so I mean I have to say. You are a bit of a horse of a different color. That's the, the, you're exactly the kind of people that I like to bring on this show. You know, you are clearly someone that doesn't take, um, you interpret rules the way you'd like. And um, someone says, no, you have that instinct to go, mm, don't tell me, don't tell me what to do. Let me make my own decisions. And that kind of challenger mindset is definitely something that I have as well. Um, and then, you know, the grit and resilience to, to find joy in, in the pain and find um, fun in the, the slog of training and, and in the race is, is something that means, you know, obviously you're, you're sort of built with that resilience and your grit. Um, you know, I talk about no time to waste, you know, that it's about, uh, you know, confronting the fact that life is short for all of us. Um, yeah. And it's really critical that we really maximize our moments and craft a life without regret while we're here. And the things that I talk about a lot are gratitude, connection, be it to whatever your faith is, to your, the people in your life that you love, to nature in the outdoors, um, and then joy. Um, yeah. So of those things, when I, when I think about gratitude, connection, and joy, what's the one that kind of stands out to you that you feel like really resonates? Uh, definitely gratitude. Um, I just, I just feel, I'm just, I'm grateful for being here. I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for what I've gone through because it's made me a better person. Um, and yeah, and it's just grateful that I can do what I can do and like that I am able to run. I'm able to have, yeah, have the ability. Um, and that, yeah, that I'm, and, and I, I, yeah, and obviously when you've gone through something like this, you learn not to take anything for granted. So you kind of just live every day as it will be your last and because you just never know. And in an instant, life can change. Yeah, yeah, we both know that, right? Yeah. Really intimately. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, how do you live today, every day, like there's no time to waste? What are some of the things that you make sure you like to do or check off in that 24 hours? Um, I just, I just try to have fun with everything and just not take myself too serious. Um, and just enjoy, enjoy the little things. Yeah. Do you have someone, uh, just asked a question. Uh, do you have a mantra? Do you have anything, any sort of saying or mantra that you kind of fall back on? Um, 
Oh, yeah, that's a good question. It's normally, I mean, everything's always about my running and things like that. So it's always, I, um, I never, never give up. Um, I just keep going no matter how hard it gets. I always, and I always, um, when I'm speaking to anyone else that's going through a tough time, I'm like, and there's always hope, just hope and never give up. Um, just, yeah, just keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, all right. And we're going to do to wrap things up in our conversation. We're going to start a new thing here on no time to waste. We're going to do no time to waste rapid fire. So I'm going to ask ask you these these questions uh don't overthink it uh okay. there's no right or wrong answer do not be nervous um oh, and okay for this one what what i am nervous for this one you should not there's no there's it's just five questions uh start I, easy breakfast lunch or dinner breakfast oh, me too We're a, i'm a big breakfast person yeah um one place you want to travel to oh one place i want to travel to um hawaii Hawaii. Have you been there before? Nope. Oh, it's amazing. Except if you're from the East Coast, it's I lived in California for 18 years. It's so easy to get to Hawaii from from. Uh, but from here, it's a nightmare. It's a huge, yeah, it's a huge deal. But it, I have to say, it's worth it. It's awesome. Um, the last person you said I love you to. Um, my seven-year-old. Oh. Um, uh, one proud achievement that you think about that comes into your head. And my 100 miler on the treadmill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and last thing, I told you these are easy. Um, something that brings you joy. Uh, watching my kids smiling and being happy. And yeah, just my kiddos. Um, awesome. They bring me lo loads of joy. Awesome. See, that wasn't hard. Was that hard? Oh, that was easy, actually. Yeah, that was pretty easy. Um, so anyway, I just, you you are, for those that don't know, um, Jackie is like blowing up right now. Um, she was just featured in Trail Runner Magazine. Uh, a lot of media requests, a lot of press requests. Um, I so appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And I'm, I'm so excited to get to share you with our community here at No Time to Waste. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time uh, and saying yes to this. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's, uh, that's Jackie. Thanks to her sponsors as well. Ultimate Direction. Ultra Running, Run Rabbit, and Fintel Elite. Um, you are a freaking warrior, a no time to waste legend, um, and keep uh, keep crushing it, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. So, uh, what a beast, man. She's awesome, and she has an accent. Again, I've been looking for somebody with an accent, and boom, checked uh, checked off all the boxes. So, um, one thing that I uh, want to do right now is we're going to do a giveaway. Super exciting for anybody that's still hanging on. Um, amazing spirit. Yep, I agree. So we've got, and I'll be shipping it out today, um, a $100 gift card to Jackrabbit, which if you go online, uh, it's a fantastic place to buy a bunch of running gear. Um, we've also got, if you saw that I uh, interviewed Gina Lucrezzi, who is the founder of Trail Sisters last week. This is a coveted brand new Trail Sisters team crusher hat. Um, it's the cool one that you can flip up the bill and... It's not your average, not your average hat. Um, so we got these things that are, and of course you're gonna get, whoop, no time to waste. Um, so these are going out today. Um, and you're also gonna get a no time to waste sticker, coveted, can't see it cause it's flipped. Um, so what I'm gonna do today for our giveaway is the first person to put in the hashtag no time to waste is gonna win today. So the first, person to put in hashtag no time to waste 
is going to get a $100 gift card to Jack Rabbit, buy some running gear online, and a Trail Sisters Crusher hat. Um, so, ah, who do we have? Uh, you cannot have previously won. Ah, we've got Murph. There it is. Uh, no, that's a lie. Murph, you put in No Time to Waste Project. The answer is No Time to Waste. Jessica Kemper. Jessica Kemper is the winner for this week. Jessica, congratulations. She's the first person that put in hashtag No Time to Waste that didn't previously win a giveaway, Jenny. Um, so uh, Jessica, make sure you uh, send me a direct message and I will get that shipped out to you. Because remember, on the No Time to Waste live show every week, there's always free shit. Next week, we're going to be giving away a $150 Rudy Project multi-sport backpack. If you're a triathlete, um, if you like to cycle, if, I don't know, you want to wear a, a really intense backpack to like the gym, this is the backpack for you. We're going to be giving that away next week. Um, so uh, next week, I have, ironically, another adaptive athlete, another amputee, um, Roderick Sewell. He is the first, and I, I read about him in October of last year, um, Roderick is the first double above the knee amputee to complete the Ironman World Championships in Kona. Um, look at this guy. Look at this guy. So he's running on two blades, but he's not only just running, he is running a marathon, he is uh, riding his bike, and he is swimming. Like, this guy, I mean, crazy story. So excited to bring him on next week. Excited to give away um, that $150 Rudy Project backpack. Um, super excited. Um, so I uh, hope you guys like the new time. We're going to stick to this time slot. Uh, if you're hanging out in probably about 20 minutes, uh, I'm going to be heading downstairs in my house and uh, I'm going to get my head shaved like G.I.J. So if you're bored or you want something to distract you while you are on a Zoom meeting for work, um, tune in because I'm going to be going live in another 20 minutes. Um, thank you guys for being here. Uh, hope the show is super fun um, for those of you that are watching. And thank you again to Jackie Hunt-Brosma, who was kind enough to, to spend a half hour with us today. Follow the crew on Instagram at No Time to Waste Project or more at no time to waste project .com.